Sorry, Beta. Right, guys, you're listening to another episode of Your British Podcast. You're listening to myself, Chi. And today it is just me and Yiddish. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, the other guys went on holidays and weddings and their flops. <laughs> but, um, That's one way to describe them. Yeah. Speaking of flops, we, uh, <laughs> we decided that we're not going to go straight into football. We're going to go to football adjacent. <laughs> so, on the spilling the tea, as the ladies like to call it, and the younger kids, Wagga for Christie. Yes. Um, it's got it's got it's got ridiculously juicy for no reason, and it's because of the fact that now the husbands are involved, oh. and they are, and they are two legit footballers that <laughs> you've grown up watching. What say I say Vardy maybe more as an adult. So I wouldn't say grown up, but it's just come through. But it's just like the detail that Rooney put up to say. Yeah, I'd speak to him because your wife was doing too much. <laughs> she, she's a bit loud. She needs to calm down. He actually said, your wife needs to calm down. <laughs> what to say? <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. He must be confused. I was like, you're the best. Because you know you got, you know the wife pulled you. Because, you know, both of us as married men, you know yeah. she pulled him inside and said, you've got to deny everything. Because did you hear what he said? He told nah. you to tell me to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> it's the phrase that, that calm down it's like yeah, yeah it's like, uh, no, no one tells my wife to calm down it's like it's your captain mate that's your captain yeah but he's like I never had this conversation with him because no one said it was a problem so I don't know what he's talking about because <laughs> they're trying I, to god no, I was just going to say they tried to build a pattern of behaviour obviously to try and win the case but I'm just like yeah, this just this, this just got really ugly for no reason. It's but it's just taken some absolute wild twists and turns. Like our people's phones accidentally getting lost in the North Sea. Yeah, but my thing is, you're suing her for what she can clearly prove. It can't be liable if she's like. That's your account. If you're saying she can't prove that I was the one that did it, I don't think that's enough for you to get any money back. I think to, this, this is the thing, right? I was having this conversation. So I think in Britain, uh, so the burden of proof, it, like the burden of proof has to is with the prosecution, basically. Mm. So like the people, so. Colleen Rooney's lawyers have to prove that Rebecca Vardy and get knew about it. it. Yeah, 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 precisely. But I think the issue then comes down to she didn't say you, she said your account. And I think obviously the timing was wrong. And I think, I mean, I even had a discussion with Sean about this. She was like, if she was fair, she would have called her. Because apparently they were friends. It wasn't like this is a random. Because she was on her private account. Yeah, but then obviously once you get snaked, it's like if you think that person's gonna be a snake, you're like, well, you're not my friend anymore, really, are you? Yeah, but then it's the whole public abuse that came afterwards. Because you're both public figures, you know what was gonna happen the minute you did it, and I'm pregnant. 
So I don't need people sending me death threats. Especially how uh, yeah. she Yeah, you know, it's you know, I think that's that's where I think it just got too nasty for no reason. And I think there's gotta be a level of like people being you know, adult and actually having a bit of accountability like like you're right, because Colin shouldn't have done it. But at the same time. No, I'm not saying she shouldn't have. I was happy she did because the way she did it was beautiful. The reveal, yeah. The yeah. reveal was probably one of the best. It's probably the top 10 reveals in the last, like, maybe in my whole life. No, you can't, you can't put it over. Uh, in fact, we'll go to, we'll go to that topic <laughs> later. Because you know what I'm going to say. I do know what you're going to say, but. Well, there's two of them. I could go for two, but I'll go for the one. I don't think I know what you're going to say. We'll touch on it later. We can look back. That's right. But, we, can, um, we can look back. But but yeah, I don't I don't know. I just found out like but it, it, it also does raise the and I will uh, sound like a intelligent snob here. Or you know, like I'm dumb shaming. But like the the argument that she was like, I didn't read those WhatsApp messages and they were like, But you you're the one that sent them. She's like, But I didn't read them. It's like, do you not understand <laughs> that inherently by being the one who sent them, you you know the content of the message. Right. <laughs> I think I think why no, but the bit the reason why I'm gonna just loop back to the Rudy and Jamie so way the, the Jamie Vardy is because when we described the room I said I don't know. I was just like that doesn't prove anything. That just proves you know where you were staying. Doesn't prove you had the conversation with him. And Wait, it was you- like he described the drinks, didn't he? Like, well, yeah. He had a red ball. It's like, what? <laughs> no, but then the thing, the thing that made it worse, I was thinking, oh, please, please let Roy Hodgson have to give testimony <laughs> to say that he told Rudy to tear up a word. Because <laughs> that's the only reason why you would do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the idea of uh, old Roy taking a stand. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I did. I told him. Because I don't remember, but I think it, it, it's telling the fact that you know Vardy didn't take the stand. That what? Sorry, Vardy, Vardy's uh, Jamie Vardy has no, no, no. I don't think he did. He just made the statement after it came out to say he's lying, basically. Yeah, but like, so you know what the thing was? Like he said he ref- he refused to take the stand or something like that, and then Rebecca Vardy said, "Oh, I need to leave the court because I'm feeling sick," and then they went outside the court and then issued a statement. Apparently. Oh, okay. Which is just even, well, it's just more comical. Like, you couldn't write this stuff. You couldn't make it up. But then this is what makes it funny because then it's like, understandably, he didn't want to do it because he's still actively playing and, you know, he he's playing for Leicester. It's not like he's just coming back from fitness. I don't think he really wanted all of this. Yeah, of course not. But I guess she was like, it's not fair. Is that all? You do what you need to do, but yeah, you're uh, because I could actually see if he was like, let's say, if he was 24 and he was looking for like a like a a big team move next, basically, I could see this people being like, I don't want him in the dressing room Mm. because you'd think you know he he would leak information, right? So and uh, yeah, this that's the problem. And I think that's it. So, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. 
Well, so move on to what was gone. What's the more surprising reveal than? Uh, uh, was, oh, was, uh, yeah, I was gonna. Body. I was, yeah, no, I was going to bring it back to our previous conversation before this in terms of the trident of players leaving United. So the reveal of obviously when Pogba was announced nearly over six years ago now. And he had the whole... He had the whole... <laughs> <laughs> that was your best reveal. It has to be. But it wasn't a shocking reveal. No. It was it was flashy, but it wasn't like there was no stuff that we knew he was coming. The the odds are on where no one else could afford what he wanted. We were gonna were willing to pay a silly amount of money. But it's still the way it came out, it was just like this is crazy. Because <laughs> I think at one point, I'm sure there was one point where it was, are we actually going to give him the record signing like, on top of his head? And everyone's like, yeah, you can handle it. But again, I don't think... I, I've, we've discovered this... We've discovered we've discussed this previously on the pod. And I think my big problem is he, he was sold a Duff Dream. It's just amazing how... Like particularly even with Ole, it's like, oh well, we don't really have a position where he can play in a free role in the midfield. Oh no, let's pay in forty nine million Bruno Fernandez and suddenly there's a free role in the middle of the midfield for him to play perfectly. Mm. Like he was clearly let down by the whatever is going on behind the scenes in the club. I mean, I, like I won't go into this yet because obviously there's a lot to discuss here, but you know. I can understand why, like, over the years after Wenger left and stuff, you kind of start, as an Arsenal fan, people start turning in and be like, it's just got to be something behind the scenes now because, like, something's got to be rotten to the corner because mm. this is just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, with wan I know, I think he was bought... Well, I mean, you, you summed it up best, so, you know, you can take the lead on this. And I'll, I'll give you my thoughts of what you said about our yeah. hiring policy. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, that was that was pretty shocking today. So yeah, if we're talking shocker reveals, I probably should have led with that. But yeah, we um we obviously recorded this on the Thursday that we normally do, and we have just had news that Manchester United have basically said to Wambisaka, "You're not part of the new manager's plans," and we're talking a game before the season starts. That is outrageous. A 50 or 50 million pound right back that was bought at the age of 19. I think 1920 was he? Yeah, so yeah. we're talking this was, you know, supposed to be your cornerstone right back, be with you up until his early 30s, and run that side by himself, like he was essentially doing very early in his career. Yeah, now what? Three years? Three years later? Mm. Yeah. Now he's getting thrown away. Like a wet biscuit. Yeah. It's, but it's awful to see. But again, it's part of the whole scouting and whatever's going on there because clearly we identify. And don't get me wrong, I sung his praise when we first signed him because I was like, he'll come in, 
it will shore up the back four if we just play a little bit deeper, play to his strengths, and then hopefully give that a solid foundation, let the midfield go. But every manager we've had so far just seems to want to play a wing back, even though they don't actually have a, like the only wing back we have is Dallow. And I'm still not really convinced on him defensively. But, yeah, but I think I think the issue you've got is I think the problem is you your team has never really settled on what you want to do attacking wise. Because I think that was always the problem you've got with Owan Bissaka. It's his his best attribute was he needs to cover the space that's left when people try and hit you on the break. I think the issue he had was people realised that and were like, okay, we'll just overload his side. Like we we think he's good, but we don't think he's that good. And at the same time, we're going to leave him to attack us in the space because we know he doesn't like to do that because he's never learned how to do that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we spoke about it a bit before, but I generally feel like he could have been the Micah Richards type where eventually become a centre-back, which is what I think was his next point of evolution. But I think that's, that's essentially what you lot have done. You've taken a lot of these young players without having a real plan of what you want to do with them. So they've obviously assumed that they're going to be okay because they're United. And you lot have just been like, well, yeah, you are United. So, you know, be Danny Alves or <laughs> Pogba, be Luka Modric. It's like, but well, I mean, we never, we never said we were these players. Well, why not? You're not supposed yeah. to not be. Like, what, what, what is this? Yeah, I think, I think that's like, but you know, he's still young. So at least mm-hmm. being honest and cutting him loose now, 23, he could probably go somewhere, maybe build himself back up. I hope he does. I think he was a good young player, and we've kind of stalled his career. And I think it's a shame, but yeah, I'm hopefully he goes on, kicks on, and actually becomes the right side of centre back, and or you know, because he'd be great in F three, as uh, Fernand always always insists, and I think he's not wrong there actually. To be honest, as much as I hate to agree with him, yeah, but I think the problem is is that he can't do it. I think a lot of times elapsed between when it should have happened, so I think it will take someone really sitting him down to say how they want him to play. Because one of the things that I've always criticised him for, but he was able to get away with this, is the way he tackles. So he yeah. tackles a lot with the sliding tackle. And I'm just like, you're not going to get away with this. And, you know, eventually he did start getting punished for it. Yeah. Well, um, like, you know, like, um, he's 24. Hopefully someone gets there. We've got to, we've got to hope the best for him because you know he's he's from the ends. Well, that's that's very true. So is he um is he going to come back then? What's Palace? I don't think I mean... hold him. I also don't think. Where do you think he'd fit into Vieira's system? I think Vieira's system would suit him on a smaller pitch, which Tahas Park is. Because essentially, you're doing the same thing you would have been doing under Roy Hodgson, 
just with better wingers ahead of you. You're essentially giving it to those wingers to break. Yeah. Which, you know, they're all their wingers are amazing at carrying the ball. So you got Zaha, uh Odise that's come in, and obviously Eze. Yeah. And obviously, I mean I don't think they obviously I don't think they're gonna get Conor Gallagher back now. But no. yeah, you just get yeah. the team the team is uh yeah, the team's this is a really good team. Even though they uh yeah, just looking at the results now, you don't <laughs> just what? I was gonna say we should we should touch on the results. Uh, Everton are actually officially safe now. It's Burnley and Leeds in the last day to. You know, some people wanted them to go down, and I'm just like, why? <laughs> I, to be honest, it would have been a good lesson for the owner in like pragmatism. Like he tried to like he tried to be an Icarus and reach the sign. He, he he got burnt badly, but at the same time, it would have been a shame on Frank for him to come in and watch his team go down. Well, he didn't take the Norwich job because he thought he was going to go down. So, I guess he did make the right choice in the end, barely, but still. Yeah, but I listen. You stay up, you stay up, right? Ten years from now, if they don't go down, we won't. Yeah, someone will probably remember. So most people won't, you know. No, I don't think. I mean, you know, growing up, to be fair, Everton were never that team. It was only just when Moyes came in that they started doing all of that. You know, well, massive, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, massive overachieving, which took him to United. So, you know, all good things. Another person who, you know, didn't didn't get, you know, maybe wasn't the right fit or was half done by a system flourishing now at West Ham after a couple of starts. Maybe, you know, maybe you should take one Ooh, like, I've been no, burned by United no. before. This is the thing, uh, Kofu is, yeah. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't get into the team and he wouldn't fit into the system, but it'd be nice to not remind Oh, he could, but again, I think if there's anyone that can mod into a centre-back, I'd trust Moyes to do it. Maybe, actually, yeah. Because I think they, they definitely could use with him if they, I mean, if he projects the way I thought he could as a centre-back, yeah, he could, he could play for them. You never know. Jose might come in for a random outside bid from Roma. Mm, I don't think Jose liked him that much, though. Well, Jose likes who he likes, doesn't he? Mm. He, he likes whoever he can get, really, let's be honest. Oh, no, oh, actually, on a side note, while we talk about one second, I personally am happy to see uh, Bailly leaving the club. Oh, yeah. So, so he can get some game time, but also because I have never trusted him. I specifically remember watching us play Arsenal and I was with my cousin we sat there yeah. and I was like oh that's kind of a sick run from Pogba you know he's, he's, he's run by quite a lot of people and then like he lost the ball and he kind of turned around I was like oh that's not Pogba that's just Eric Bailly who's just run with the ball left a massive hole in our defence <laughs> and he's now like lightly strolling back and that sums up the man for his time at Land United just I imagine there's a song that plays in his head. But the, you know the, the old uh, Nike adverts, the Yoga Benito ones? I imagine he's got that song playing in his head when he, when he gets the ball and just dribbles around. I think the problem is, though, because he was so injury-prone, people don't remember that side of his game. They yeah. just remember him for, like, 
you know, oh, when he's fit, he's going to be the best back at United. I think that was still the case for until I think the last season. I still was hearing that. People like, get rid of Lindelof, even if you want to drop Maguire, we've got to play by Like, okay. I will say I did. I wanted to see him play alongside Maguire just for a couple of games um, to see, like, you know, if he would actually settle down and if, like, having Maguire alongside him as, like, a common. I think he made him more nervous. No, he made, I think he was the beginning because that partnership was was the beginning of the nervousness of Maguire, thinking he always had to cover. Yeah, and I think that really... Because that's the thing. It really should have been the other way around because Bailly had the physical attributes to cover and Maguire had the intelligence. So, in theory, it would have worked well, but obviously it worked out, in reality, horribly. Mm. And I think the final straw uh, was... Did he play in the City game? I feel like he did. Soltrans last game. I think he did because I think I remember being... With Luke watching it and then getting really, I'm angry sure we wasn't that wasn't that the Christmas time. No, 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 no. You're talking about a few years ago. This was this won't actually help you because it doesn't give you context. But I went to have dim sum, which doesn't help anyone listening. No, oh, it was okay. a time I went to go to dim sum, but it was a time just before Solskjaer got fired. Oh, it was fair a game enough. just before Solskjaer got fired. So it was this season. Yeah. But was in, but it, it was just literally, it was just, can you just please, just for once in your life, not be like a damn fool? But nope, it's not not possible for him. So tried, he tried his best. That's, that's yeah, you live hundred percent. Because I was just like, yeah, he was injured a lot, like a lot, to a point that I was very surprised people didn't give him the injury prone tag which they always seem to do that would be the uh, the RB tag basically yeah but the RB's one will always be he should have never had it because that tackle that started off is still one of the most silliest tackles I think I've ever seen in the game yeah, it's the 89th yeah. minute of the game you're losing 3-0 and you do that no it's completely honest completely it's completely honest but yeah, and then obviously the big one who we've discussed in the past is Pogba going. I did read recently that apparently he'd agreed personal terms with Titi, which just makes me think if that if that if it's rumours, which it probably is, sensationalism for the news for journalists, that's fine. But if he got that far, then he was either really badly advised or he's just a damn fool. No, I don't. I I I mean, the optics would have been horrible. But his actual career, Pogba he, under, oh, he would he would have he would have flourished under Pep. But, but you just you can't do it. You can't be especially with the like he's been divisive for fans the whole time he's been here as a player at the club, and he's gonna stay in Manchester. Yeah, that's what I mean. He could not he could not live in Manchester. He would literally hit like people are horrible. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's acceptable, but you have to be aware. Of, like you say, it's the optics, right? Like people are terrible, and so ultimately you're putting yourself in a situation that's just it's just foolish. Mm. Also, would he get into their midfield, or where would he play? The, the irony being that where he'd be playing is he'd be they'd be like, well, you're going to replace Fernandinho. 
No, because I think that's what Rodri's kind of done that quite well this season. I think he's where, just potentially he he potentially goes where Gundogan would have been because I think what they would have probably done is obviously Haaland's coming and they apparently Gundogan's off, Sterling's potentially off, and Jesus is off. So you move Bernardo Silva back into the wing. Right. You put Pogba in the middle, or you even put Pogba in the wing if you want to. Even though I know Pep hates his wingers not tracking back, so that would have been a nightmare. And That's what I mean. I don't, I don't see how he would have... like. It would have been, again, it would have been the same as... It would have been the equivalent of like, when Ronaldo was tipped to go there. Like It's like a kind of... You'll be a good player to have, but I don't see him fitting into the system. Oh, no, he definitely would have got dropped. There was a moment where I'm sure he would have let a runner by and Pep would have looked at him and said, did you even look at him? Like, yeah, I saw him, but I don't do that, boss. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I, don't, I don't track back. He's like, have you seen when I track back? I give away penalties, fouls. I don't do it anymore. Which is, which is a fair reflection. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was a... Good luck for him in his career, wherever he goes. I'll be actually genuinely annoyed if he doesn't like go to Real Madrid now. After all the iron he did over there. I don't know how they justify it, though. Cause we're, they won't pay him. This is the problem. And, you know, I think he wants to get paid as well, which... No, it'll probably be... I think Juve... I think PSG is probably the most likely because they could do with... They've got a variety, obviously. But they could probably do with a. I mean, you know. he's just got to go somewhere where I think the pace is slower. Because I think that's one of the things that's made it so bad for him in terms of how he's done in the Premier League. I think he he's always loved to have time. Because when you give Pogba time, he just looks so amazing. Because the passes, the, the control, the technique is all there. Yeah, but even, I think he can play. He, he maybe, yeah. But I think he, even when you see him play a first-time ball, he, he's just absolutely ridiculous when he wants to be. Mm. I think he was just on the best way to describe it as an unhappy employee, and you can't blame him. I, I do think he was sold a pipe dream that you know was unfairly sold to him, and he bought into yeah. it. So. But, yeah, that's very much a pipe dream that I guess leads me on to the next point. And that is <laughs> Arsenal's demise of top four trees. It's just bad, especially when you look at the form. Two losses in a row, it's just... I, I mean, I might have been there with pretty much a lot of Arsenal fans that didn't expect us to go to Tottenham and win. I think we all expected it to be a tough game. I was hoping for a draw. So then, even if we lose to Newcastle, which we did, we still win it if we win against Everton. Yeah, because that was it was a six-pointer game. Yeah. No, I agree, and I think I think that, but I just don't know where. Like, 
how you've like capsized so badly. Because I think the Spurs game, I think you're right, right? There was a lot of incentive in it for him. But even if you hadn't won it, Newcastle should have been a shoot. Newcastle had nothing to play for. They didn't, but from what the stats were saying, they were on the up and their fans were back singing and doing the things that Newcastle do when their team is rocking. And I think we went in there again feeling like we'll just continue playing as if we're in the Emirates. And I think there's just a way that Arsenal play away from home that just Mm. puts pressure on everyone because you can see that they're nervous to get any backlash. And I think think it starts with the fact that, you know, Ramsdale's still pretty young. And I've seen it in the way he kicks the balls out. That once people started noticing that he starts a lot of our attacks, they just started pressing him. And he's not, he's not the best at getting pressed at all, which not a lot of goalkeepers are. But I think once they made sure that that was the case, it was very much, well, okay, press him and the centre-backs because we know that they also are okay. And we don't trust him to accurately get it into the midfield without someone nicking it off the shackle and on any. So I think it doesn't help that we've obviously had injuries to Partey. Doesn't help that we've barely had our best fullbacks either. And it doesn't help that our best goal scorer fell out with our manager, who we ironically decided, despite this absolute shambles of losses we've had, this is our worst um, loss record, joint worst loss record in any Premier League season. We've like thirteen losses. He's getting a free. He's he's got a free year deal, and I, I guess the people will say. In the end of the day, even if we finish fifth, no one expected this at the start of the season. I mean, I I agree. I don't think well, a three-year contract far too long. A one-year contract essentially would have been enough if they want to show faith in him. No, uh, but then you're not showing faith with one year. You're essentially saying to him, right, we're giving you this extension, but you know, if you don't do well next season, you're probably out. But then he keeps saying, trust the process. How, how long is the process going to run for? Um, I think. I think if he, I think, but this is why some people are saying, is it bad to finish in Europa? Because essentially he was complaining about midweek games when we had no Europe. What are you going to do with Thursday, Sunday? Uh, yeah. Or if it's the Champions League, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Saturday, Sunday. It's just you're not you're not gonna you you once you get European football, that's it. You have to get a bigger squad, and he's decimated the squad to try and get rid of all the plays he didn't think were good enough. Is you're just fine. No, I I personally have a problem with it, but once you get to a point of oh wait, we're not replacing any of them. Okay, that's risky. And I remember saying that's too risky for a team that's historically bad with injuries. And I get it. So I guess maybe not get it. But again, to be fair, 
if you do four games in the group stage in the Champions League and do badly, it's still a lot of money for you to play with, especially with the way your transfer budget seems to be allocated. Right? You well, can't deny that. They're, they're saying, regardless, he's going to get money because that's where they, they know they know the squad needs investment. But I think where this is really bad, it's, it's not just you've lost top four, you've lost top four to your rival. That's a big, big, big scar that you're going to leave on some of these players who essentially will then start seeing Tottenham as, oh, they're that team that we just never seem to get above anymore. We haven't finished above Tottenham in like nearly five years. I think this will be the fifth year if we don't do it. That's insane to me. Yeah, that, that is, that's not... But they do have... A world class manager. This is it. Uh, at least one mm. and at least one world class player, if not two. And this is it. And if you say to them, "We're giving you that Champions League money," there's no way they're not going to use it to strengthen where they need to strengthen. They they won't. They realistically they won't kick on though because they're Spurs. Like I'm still obviously, as we discussed last time, it's the hope that kills you. But I am I'm a hundred percent low key expecting Spurs to like be two 0 up and then lose three two or something on the final day in like the last ten minutes because it would just be I, the most Spurs thing to do. I can you see you also losing. Like, right. This is this is what kills it. I can see it being both teams realizing that they they're basically facing two teams that don't have anything left to lose, and both playing way too nervously. I think yeah. the only thing that would help us more is that we're at home and they're away. But again, it's Norwich. Yeah. I mean, what I'm just looking at the goal difference. Morris Norwich is on minus fifty six goal difference. That's jeez, minus fifty six. That you're not you're not expecting them. <laughs> not expecting them to do anything, and they shouldn't. So again, it's people are like, oh, we've seen stranger things. No, I don't want to hear all of that. If you won your games that you won, there wouldn't be a need to hope that Norwich, not even the fact that we lost, we can't even hope that um, if Norwich get a draw, we win, we go, we have to actually see them lose because we've made it a two-point gap by losing. Uh, Even if we drew to Newcastle, we could have hoped that they got a draw. Yeah. It would have been something, but... Yeah, because you can't even win it on goal difference anyway. If they get no, because they've smashed us on goal difference. So again, it's you know, yeah. And then I, I mean, obviously, Chris Palace just lost from being two 0 down. But the next, the next one is you know, United's going to be in Europa League with potentially Arsenal, and or are they going to be in the Conference League? We need to not be in the Conference League. Please. If you get to the Conference League with Cristiano Ronaldo still there after you finish second, that's horrible. Yeah, no, he'll, he'll have to leave. He'll have to leave. I don't think he could, though. I think the I problem is if you, if you leave after that, it's where are you going? Like, honestly, where are you going? You've done the sentimental move. Can't now start saying I need to be in the Champions League. Well, you were in the Champions League United, and it wasn't enough. 
I you don't being know. you is not enough. I don't know if if Mbappe doesn't take the offer to become the owner of PSG or whatever the heck PSG are offering him at the moment, <laughs> then I can see I can see them going. Let's get Messi and Ronaldo for one season together. I think one or both of their egos wouldn't want it though. This is absolutely... We'd all love to see it though, wouldn't we? Yeah, but absolutely no way you're putting Neymar, Ronaldo, and Messi in the same lineup, and one of them not going. Well, I'm not tracking back. I'm this player, and he's oh, well, I'm not tracking back because I'm that player, and it's. Yeah, it's, it'll be an absolute mess. That's the thing. They, 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 they wouldn't, not in, in this day and age, they wouldn't be a Champions League winning side. But it'd be so easy to, like, and from a romantic point of view, sell them the prospect and be like, listen, you threw together one last shot of the Champions League at PSG. Come on. You'd think, all right, you've probably caught three of the, what, six most talented, no, seven Let's say three of the top ten attacking players in world football in a single lineup. Yeah, but again, I think would they would gel? To... No, they wouldn't gel realistically. I'm no, and I think that would gel. be the problem. It would be you didn't gel, and you know that the fans are now getting to a point of we don't care about the league, just do well in the Champions League. I think it's, yeah, it's getting to a point where it's not enough anymore. Don't just get Carlo in. Get the manager the vibes. You know what I mean? Hey, let's not disrespect Don Carlo, yeah. Don Carlo, Don Carlo. A joke. So, but yeah, no, I, I think it's valid, but I don't know. I, I, I don't think he'll go to conference. I just, I can't see us. Like, I, I honestly, I just can't. Like, this has been, like, normally I've, like, always tried to catch games or watch stuff. This has been the most depressing season for me to like, like not watch games, mm. and I don't want to be like just a good time fan or whatever. But I was genuinely just like, I just please, I just can't. Like, I mean, to be fair, I think you're a weird fan if you can enjoy watching football while your team loses, like especially yeah. if your team's one of the better teams in the league. If your team's not one of the better teams, then yeah, the journey is just survival. But if you're like mid-table it's a bit like okay where do you go from there <laughs> this is this so, what so I mean nice remember, but yeah you're right so, okay we're mid-table are we mid-table and we're punching or are we mid-table and achieving yeah. if you're punching fine if you're just constantly there then it becomes your level yeah but I, I don't know that's the danger of where we're at at the moment but anyway, I think one I don't day. think you're gonna have as bad of a season as you've had, though. I, but I'm prepared for it to get worse before it gets better. I just really, really doubt whether he'll actually be given the time and the appropriate re- like resource that he needs. Because the, to be honest, they're talking about our war chest transfer war chest this and that rubbish right but they're talking about and I'll be very pleased with if the De Jong transfer actually happens but that's 60 75 million they'll probably give them 120 million who else you buy with 30 40 million in today's market mm. do you know what I mean mm. like I'm just all I keep hearing is that he's getting the old band back together like I read somewhere today someone was like he should get Ziyech back as well because he's looking at 
he's looking at Delict as well, and it's like, well, just bring back the Ajax, just bring the whole Ajax squad over and just see if they do any better than our Ajax squad. Do you know what I mean? At this point. Yeah. But, but this is what people are assuming that's what you're going to play that because that's what he's coming to do. But I think he would do that, but if we give him the time and the actual resource again, but you've got to, we've got to be willing to accept dropping down a little bit further to then come back up. But at a club like ours with the size that it is, we're not allowed to accept do that. it, which is also yeah, that's the thing, right? So it's always one of those ones. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I digress. You do, but that's fine. Just move on to so, happy news, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, where do you want to go from here then? I don't know. I, don't, I feel like I've not really been, I've been keeping up with the news. I mean, we can talk about Everton's suddenly sudden recovery this evening, back to bring themselves safety from 2 0 down against Crystal Palace. Yeah, I guess I'm not going to. I, yeah, because I don't care as much as I should. And that's just because they're not they're not a team that should have been there in the first place. So it doesn't matter as much. I think if you said to me, oh, this was like Brentford that have just come up. Yeah, that that's a big deal. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, no, I mean, if we, I mean, we could move to the non-football topic of uh, what's been put in the group. I mean, we certainly could do because it's it's exciting news, but also simultaneously news that no one wanted or asked for. Um, I don't quite understand what he thought was going to come from it, but yeah, we're talking about the revelations of. Uh, let's, press, let's give it a segment. We're going to cover this in today's Asian South Asian Excellence piece. Yeah, where um, Amir Khan. <laughs> came out and said Asians in, uh, don't make it in sport because they blame racism. But actually, well, I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically they need to stop eating curry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just... <laughs> and eating curry is not the right diet to be a champion. <laughs> I mean, he can say that. He, but... he, he can say that, but he I... shouldn't say that. He can say that, but... I'll bet you if you ask Sachin Tendulkar how much curry he used to have, he won't shy away from it. You know? Yeah, no, he, was, he wasn't an athlete athlete, was he? He wasn't, maybe not, but he's arguably, you know, one of the most iconic sportsmen for what he, he's up there with, like, uh, I'm not going to put him in the kind of GOAT category, although you could argue that maybe he's up there for that. But you'd certainly put him in the same country. country. He's, yeah, he's one of the best. For his sport as yeah. well. Like, you'd put him up there, you'd certainly consider him, and I'd give him an equivalent, or like a, a football equivalent, like a Raul. Yeah. Or a Zidane even, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, so, you know, he was pretty successful, and it wasn't like he was just a bowler. He did have to run. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just a very wild statement. It's a, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it just stinks of that kind of self-hating kind of comment. Yeah, especially when you're talking about you've just announced your retirement and this is what you want to be. Yeah. So you, that, 
you want to be that guy that puts that out because now you've said it people will now use it again and again for all these more strenuous sports and say yep that's the reason why he didn't make it he's so sluggish because he's just you know especially if it's around let's say Diwali or Eid it's like yep he ate too much yeah that's what but that's what I mean and I think like to be honest like I don't I don't know if he's making excuses for his career because it's not even like he was like he's putting himself out there like he was one of the the best in his sport or something or like a you know you wouldn't even call him a generational talent for what he did like yeah, yeah he, he was... I, I think we can we can say you know he still was one of the best boxers when we were growing up it's just he did it and he didn't quite maintain the level it was the, it was just you know unfortunately for a boxer he was exposed to have a really weak resistance to getting punched, which is not the most conducive way to, you know. I mean, but, you know it's not, yeah, that's what I mean. Right? Especially when you're not a very good defensive boxer. So, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was going to be the problem. But, yeah, I, I don't, I generally don't, I don't know if he's going to have to now come up with a statement and talk about what he meant, but he what? I mean, have you read the full, the full quote of what he said? Um, I'm looking at it. One? Yeah. I'm, no, I'm looking at what, you know, they said, he said in the guardian. So uh, for the, for the I've, listeners, I'll, 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 you know, cause you know, that way yeah, if anyone I've, takes a sound clip of it, you're, you're legally covered. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> So his quote was, look at football, for example. There are no Asian footballers, but guess what they all say? We won't get picked because we're Asian. I think, I'm going to swear, it's a load of bullshit, really. It's a load of bollocks. Asians, when we can't, to a certain extent, give up. We don't have it in us. And this is where he gets onto the diet part. Look, us Asians are not really meant to be fighters. We're not supposed to be good sportsmen and women. Our diet is appalling. It's curries. It's not the right diet to be championed. If you put us against a lot of English fighters, their diet is better. They're stronger than us. Now, in context with the full quote, I can kind of see what his point that he's trying to make is. But that's a gross, like, I can't even think of the word. It's a gross stereotype, basically, isn't it? What yeah. Generalization, generalization yeah. and a wide yeah. word. But it's a gross generalization to say that, like, people who want their kids to succeed as Asians, they just give them curries anyway. Wow. This is, yeah, this, this is it. And it's almost like, you know, if we're talking people who are trying to get into sports, they very much do the whole, here's your diet list and here's what you're supposed to be doing. So I'm pretty sure they're not supposed to be eating those foods they won't be eating it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you can change it. Like, there's nothing, that, it, it's just a bit like, it reeks of someone who was like born in like the fifties or something and just didn't do any science. I just, I just, I don't know what he was hoping to achieve with it. Well, what I do like is that Azim Rafiq, who was the cricketer who claimed that, you know, he was being racially abused. They got shamed for his own. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was then found out for being anti-Semitic. Um, he he feels what did he say? Yeah, he says he feels triggered by by the racial insults. It's like, but it's nothing to do with you. Like, he's just jumping on a race bandwagon, now, aren't you? Yeah, but I think he's now going to become the brown face of logic. And I'm not happy about that. I'm here. I'm available. <laughs> Hit me up, press. Media outlets, come. I will give you the real. I'll give you the real. You know what's happening out on the streets. What people are talking about in the world. I'll give you their opinion. This guy's just here to get get his face on the camera. Yeah, yeah, but I think someone's got to do it, and I assumed that he decided it had to be him. That, okay, that's that's clearly what's happened. But as a South person with a South Asian heritage, I would like to say. I don't support him. Does anyone support him that you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think he, I think he was initially supported. And then it was like, oh, you're that guy, okay? Not to be a big racist guy. Oh, I don't like yeah. that. He's also racist. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, but again, it's like it's either him or you talk about Preeti Patel. So it's like, yeah, we can't do that. Yeah, well, Rishi would have been the guy, wouldn't he? But he's just not in the right wealth bracket to represent the the people. Yeah, and he's uh, he was proven to show that he was fiddling the overseas tax for his business. So uh, there's a there's a very there's a contrav- uh, that It's because she, he she's married to a public servant. Like if she makes their company make all their money in India and they pay the tax in India allegedly, um, like so. Technically, it's what anyone will do. It's just the problem is, is they have such a ridiculous amount of wealth. Yeah. And then he's also cutting money for people who are poor. Do you know what I mean? With all these taxes and stuff like that. It's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. Maybe apparently just... It was, apparently, it was a mistake. They didn't mean to. It was a massive oversight. Well, it's like, why are you lying to us? But that was the thing, right? It's clearly what everyone else did. I'm sure Boris has got money in an offshore account somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, I'm sure he's got family wealth that's in the offshore somewhere. Yeah. Like, he just hasn't been caught out, as it were. Well, that's very true. Uh, again, I think there's just too much going on to catch these people out now, so they'll probably leave it. Oh, we've discussed in the past. They'll just get away with it, right? Because they get on with whatever they like. People see it and they go, ah, all right, it's fine. We'll deal with it later. And then no one ever does. And then, then they yeah. wonder why the country's a shambles. So They do. But, again, what can you do? We're the voices of people. We're going to raise it. Yeah? We're going to get the, the message out there. I feel like you have no faith in that. No. Well, I tried, so fair enough. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's I, fine. Um, I don't think there's much else. It's been a relatively quiet week, I think. It has. I guess we can, we can move on then to the... To the biggest news. Yep. I think it's only right that you reveal it. Gee. Well... We could move it to the Black Excellence, where we have now had a a very, very interesting moment. 
Again, yeah. this is what we've discussed with himself. And we have just seen news that So So the Crew, a crew that we grew up listening to and were pioneers in the game, have decided to come out and make a beer. So Solid Beer. Yep, it's uh, called So Solid Brew, which I did quite enjoy. <laughs> Because it's a lazy pun, but nonetheless, it's still pretty entertaining. Yeah. And you're just like, okay. You know, Shadi out here making Top Boy and Harvey making beers. Yeah, him, him and Mega Man, actually, yeah. So, doing, doing, it, doing, it, doing it together. They've got YouTube. They've got two videos up on YouTube uh, talking about their launch party. Um, it's good to see that there are still people in the world putting out things that no one's asked for or wants. Absolutely. Yeah. But that being said, I will be getting my hand on the can to try it and inevitably be disappointed unless it tastes exactly like South London. Then I'll be impressed. <laughs> Fair enough. Um... Yeah, I I actually have a two-parter. So I did not say this before because I should have seen it, but I completely missed it. We, in the last few months or two months now, nearly, have had a African cyclist win a one-day classic. First ever. Oh. No, no, but here's where it gets better. Guess where he's from. He's Nigerian, isn't he? Of course he is. No, he's no, he's not. It's your favorite African country. He is Eritrean. Yes, <laughs> yes. Is he actually? He actually is. Oh, where is Fanan? Where is Fanan right now? Uh, Binyam Gamar became the first African to win a one-day classic with his Ghent Welfare victory, which I think is in Belgium. So, you know. They're a tree and he's 21 as well, so a young guy. And it's just, yeah, you made history. Proud of him. Oh, I am so proud of him. So am I. I think, as, yeah, because we're a tree. That's exactly what yeah, we have to. We have to. Yeah. I think, as Fernand's not here, we can be honorary Eritreans and just say, I feel like I'm not allowed to because don't. Yeah, I think there's too much water under the bridge in terms of what I used to say to Fernando when we were in school. It's, well, that's, I suppose, also historically, you know, you are from another African country. I'll claim that. That's also true. I'll be the honor of your train. Technically, so, you are as well, but... Technically, I am, yeah. So, But then maybe that's, more, you know, I'm a bit more fluid in that regard. Yeah, I think you're allowed to be... So, yeah, big up to Eritrea. Proud of you for making the nation so proud. Yeah. Well, that's excellent news. I'm actually going to go to sleep. So happy. I'm probably not going to sleep from excitement. I think you should sleep because, you know, you'll probably wake up and find out there's more black excellence out there. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to next week's black excellence. I don't think, I think, I'll be honest, I think we've reached the pinnacle with an Eritrean being an exemplary sportsman 
and so solid crew releasing a beer. I mean, it's pretty up there. Yeah, it's, I don't... It's... yeah, it's, it's it's up there. I'll be honest, I'm not really, you know, I've got a lot of hope for next week on that basis. Well, I'll, 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 I'll take it as a challenge to try and find it. Good. Good. I hope. I hope. I hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys. I mean, I think we've done quite well. Us too, and hope you, everyone enjoyed it. But yeah, I think this this is our sign out. I guess. Yeah. Have yeah. a lovely time, all. Yep. See you guys later.